Hi, my name's Abby. Welcome to an episode of Going with the Float. Go ahead and grab your favorite root beer, some ice cream, maybe a fuzzy blanket, and let's go with the float. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the very first episode of Going with the Float, and I am super excited about it. I'm, I hope you are. I am so excited to get this project started and have you all join along. This episode wasn't the initial way I was going to start the podcast, but the other day I thought this might be a fun way of starting off. Normally it'll probably consist of reviewing more than, more of just one movie than multiple. But I thought this is kind of a fun way just to get it into the reminder of, hey, we're all pretty boss out there and, you know, sometimes you just need to sit down, watch a good movie and be reminded of that. So let's get started. These come in no particular order, um, and the genres vary. You've got history, comedy, time pieces, and even some action, as well as Disney. Because let's be real, we all need a little Disney in our life still, no matter how old we get. So, to start off, we've got Miss Congeniality. I, I love Miss Congeniality. Sandra Bullock is one of my favorite actresses, and she is just... She's, she always plays a strong character, right? The blind side. While that movie is based off of real life, she still plays that character very well. She's strong. She demands your attention. And not necessarily demands it, but, like, she... Oh, what is the word I'm looking for? She, she doesn't necessarily demand it. She just captures your attention. And you pay attention, right? In whatever movie she plays. Um, so in Miss Congeniality, she plays this underappreciated FBI agent. Nobody wants to pay attention to her. She's in a world of men and she gets sucked into this beauty pageant because she was the only one that wasn't pregnant and was somewhat appealing, right? Well, Sandra Bullock, of course she's appealing, but she gets sucked into this and turns out she's of course, the best person for it, but nobody wants to listen to her ideas. They think, yeah, you know what? We've got it. We're good. And then what continues to happen? Things get worse and worse and worse. And oh yeah, to some degree, that might be some of her, but she builds this relationship with these other women that she's in this beauty pageant with, and she's making progress. And then what happens? The whole undercover thing gets cut, and... It's go home or you're fired. And what does she do? She sticks to her guns. I mean, she gives it up, but she, she, she may give her badge and her gun, but she goes to protect those women and says, we haven't caught the killer. We still need to do this because those women are in danger, right? Well, she sticks to her guns and she catches the guy. Also... Michael Caine, brilliant character and brilliant actor for that character. We quote this movie in my house all the time. I kid you not. We love it. So really, it's a 10 out of 10 because you've got the comedy. You got a little bit of action in there. And of course, you've got the underappreciated woman who proves herself and and shows that she is worth listening to. And she doesn't necessarily have to do it by looking pretty and for those of you that are like me that love living in their sweats 
hair in their bun. Hair in their bun. Ha! Hair in a bun. There we go. And come on. They may look lazy, but we're not. We just don't like brushing our hair. It's a task. Moving on, we've got hidden figures. One that is so, so great. I don't know. It, it, I feel like in a way it's been forgotten about. I don't know how. It's just not talked about as much anymore. Maybe I'm wrong in that. Maybe I live under, I live under a rock. And you know what? That's fair. Hidden figures about women that help NASA, right? And let's be frank, it's not just women. It's black women, right? The very unappreciated in that time and quite often still underappreciated, which is just wrong. But they are so brilliant. And yet they're still segregated in that when they go to work for NASA and Octavia Spencer, by the way, another great, great actress. I know there are so many great actors and actresses in this movie itself, but that movie is just, I'm okay. All right. So let's walk through it, right? The time is late fifties, early sixties. You've got these three black women who go to work for NASA. They are mathematicians, so brilliant beyond brilliant, right? And they go to work for NASA because this is the race to space. They're trying to get, America is trying to get man into space as fast as possible, especially before Russia. So NASA has these black women that they just, in a way, deal them out for different jobs for on different days, whatnot. And finally, they start to make some notice, take some notice, sorry, of these women. And every time she starts to make progress, she has to go to the bathroom, right? As we all do. So because of the segregation, she's running back to the building that is designated for the black people and use the restroom there. And then run back. And then run over. And run back. So anyway, she's she's helping make progress. This movie is about making progress, not just to, to get to space, right? But it shows some of the progress of women, and specifically black women, making history. It's incredible. I have not explained this movie well at all, but if you haven't seen it, another 10 out of 10, and you will see one of my favorite movie moments ever, Kevin Costner takes a sledgehammer to a certain sign and water fountain. Anyway, love that moment. (laughs) Moving on. So anyway, we've got another history piece, The Help. I, you know what, I just realized, I and I don't know why, that I just realized it, but another Octavia Spencer movie as well. <laughs> and you know why that's, I specifically call that out if you've seen that movie, because of the pie. And I love that scene, as we all do. So this white woman, right, 
wants to write a book. Again, we're in the early 60s, well, 60s in general, and she wants to become a writer, Emma Stone, well, her character, and she writes it about the African Americans, the blacks' maid's point of view on white families for which they work. Yes, that's directly from IMDb. I don't care. I'm terrible with words sometimes, right? We all are. So anyway, Emma, Emma Stone goes in to write this movie. Write this movie. Yeah. Write a movie. No. Write this book. And she do, does this research, dives deep into their stories, dives deep into their everyday lives. Everything that they deal with from the white women that just are so derogatory to them. They are so condescending. And it just shows how awful it was for them. And, and the thing is, is that's, not, uh, that's not the whole story, of course. Because you go back to how many years earlier, and the thing is, it probably was still in this time period. Because I'm this time, this decade even. Because um, I can't remember exactly when they stopped having blacks pick cotton and further back than that but and I know you know what I mean anyway we're moving on because I'm gonna start getting real frustrated here um so Emma Stone's character goes in writes you know does this research and talks to these women watches how they live she goes to their homes and she she watches how not only are these black women mothers to white children but then go home at night and still takes care of their own family. Makes dinner, does laundry, puts kids to bed. It gets ready for the next day for them and her own day. And how much money is she making? Not much at all. But you've got these strong women in these movies. And I just love it. And you will too. Watch it if you haven't. And even if you have, watch it again because you need the reminder. Let's all be real there. Well, since we're sticking, since we're talking about history, we'll continue on with a little more history. And we're going to go a lot further back than the 60s. We're going to go back to the 17th century. Nope, <laughs> 1700s. The 18th century. I apologize. Becoming Jane. About, it's the story about Jane Austen's life. And of course, Hollywood has Hollywoodized it, right? So, to some degree, you've got truth in there. To some degree, it's fantasy, right? Kind of like the story of Anastasia. Man, was I crushed my freshman year of high school when I researched Rasputin. And how Anastasia, the movie, was not at all possible. That's neither here nor there, right? By the way, I hope you all are enjoying your root beer floats. Today I've got cream soda for my root beer. And wow, it's the first time I've ever done that. It's good. Alright, sidetrack. Welcome to the life of Abby. So we've got Becoming Jane, right? Story of Jane Austen. How she is thrown in... Not thrown into. She becomes this writer. She's always writing. Always writing. Always. Which I love. And starts out with... Her reading this piece that she has written for her sister's engagement. And she's reading it to the family. And she is so 
rudely interrupted by this guy that comes in and sits and then falls asleep through it. All right, well, he could have just said you didn't like it. He didn't have to fall asleep through it, right? Well, anyway, the story goes on. Of course, Hollywood says they fell in love. And at one point, they try to run to, run away together. And then she realizes she doesn't know as much about him as she th- she thought she did. Because she finds out that he comes from this large family. And he is trying to help provide for them. And he doesn't have the money for that. And she realizes she can't marry this man. She can't run away with him because she'll be taking from those from his siblings. She'll be taking money from them in a way and she'll be taking food out of their mouths because he'll be providing for her. And she just doesn't think that's fair. Well, she then goes back home and of course she's heartbroken. And her sister her sister's fiance ends up dying as well. Uh, well, not as well. not as well. Sorry, he ends up dying, and so together they are heartbroken. Which you know is nice to have someone to commiserate with, even though it's different kinds of griefs. It's griefs of losing someone that you love, and yet it's not the same type of grief because one died and one's still living, right? Still grieving though, heartbroken no matter what. At least they have each other. And so Jane starts writing a book, which people assume was Pride and Prejudice at that time. Well, then she is offered a proposal of marriage from another guy, a very wealthy guy. But she turns him down. She likes him enough, but she doesn't necessarily respect him enough. And she just doesn't love him. And one day later in the movie, he, he asks her about it. And she says, you know, I just, I can't marry without money, but I can't marry without love either. And so she just goes on to be the world, one of the world's greatest writers. And she may not have had a lot of money at the time, but shoot, if she had done it now, she would. And she would have gone and married Tom LaFoy. LaFoy. You know. Anyway. But it also would have been very different if, if she had lived in this time period. It wouldn't have mattered. Money or not. Um. Wow. Think about if she had lived in this time period. And how much different her, one, her writing would have been. And two, the kind of person she would have been. That's weird to think about. Okay, moving on. Um, So we've got this strong author who she doesn't, she's strong and independent enough and she's strong in herself, sure of herself, that she won't marry because she doesn't want to take food out of someone else's mouth who needs it. And she doesn't want to marry someone that she's not in love with. She's not going to settle, essentially. Which we all need that reminder every once in a while. So yeah. Anyway. Moving on. Moving a little bit forward in time. We've got Aquila and the Bee. Now, 
initially when I re- reviewed movies the first time through on my Instagram stories, I did review this movie. I don't know that I did enough justice. I don't know that I'm doing any of these movies enough justice, really. But Akila and the Bee. This girl who is from a low-income community. She is smart beyond smart. She can spell so well. She knows so many words. She She's just very intelligent. I can't remember how old she is. She's like 12 or 13, maybe 14 at most. At most. But she's middle school. She skipped a grade or two, I think. Anyway, I think she's got a single mom. She's got a couple brothers. A couple siblings in general. I think one was in and out of jail. And anyway, so she, she starts going for a spelling bee, the National Spelling Bee. And she has, she's been working with this guy who is helping her and training her and helping her to learn how to remain calm under the pressure and think think things through very well you know it just adds to that intelligence right well she goes for it and at first her mom is not for it she's like you need to be in school I don't have money to be spending on this no But the whole community ends up coming in behind her and supporting her and helping her, including one of the drug dealers who her brother was associated with and was put in jail because of being associated with him and helping him and working for him or whatever. It changes this community. It, it, she not only goes for the national championship spelling bee but she changes her community while doing so it's this little girl who is she believes in herself and then after some time you know she she falls a little bit but that's when the whole community starts banding together and helping her and reminding her that she is incredible she is worth it she is intelligent beyond intelligent for her age it's incredible it's another great one that you should watch truly i mean obviously i think you should watch all of these otherwise i wouldn't have given you the list right and i'm only giving you a few i'm sure you have your own that you 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 like to watch when you need whenever you need a reminder or you just enjoy just for the enjoyment of it because that's what movies are about right we watch movies to escape reality but sometimes We need movies that remind us reality may be tearing you down. But remember that it's not all bad. So we've got... (laughs) We've got Moana. told you we had a Disney one, right? Moana is one of my favorite Disney movies. Probably number three. And I say that because Beauty and the Beast and Tangled have have already taken the first number two spot the one and two spots right beauty and the beast because hot dang right i'm that library alone i'm okay and of course singing inanimate objects who doesn't want that i mean we got toy story right (laughs) anyway so moana This girl who is meant for more than just leading just her community, but 
exploring the world. This movie means a lot to me, honestly. A few years ago, I was at Amazon, and I I worked for Amazon for about 15 months. Hardest 15 months of my life, not gonna lie. And that last summer that I was there, I played the soundtrack to Moana while I was delivering on end, just completely loop after loop after loop. Just to remind me of, I'm not made for just delivering packages. Yes, we need people to deliver packages, right? We have, since COVID, we've had a lot, we've had a significant increase in delivery. But there, there, were thi- there are things in me that I know I'm not just meant for delivering packages. I'm not meant for just being by myself all day, every day, destroying my body 10 hours a day to deliver packages. Because let's be real, that's what you are doing. With, That's what you're signing up for there. Moving on, again. <laughs> so Moana helped, for, helped me remind me that I'm not just supposed to be stuck in this bubble. Moana was... Her dad kept trying to say, no, you have to stay here. You have to stay away from the water. The water is dangerous. The unknown is dangerous. But how can it be un- how can it be dangerous if we don't go and explore it? We don't know what's there. It could be this amazing thing, this thing that we have not tried before. And it could be great. Yeah, it could be terrible. But it could be anything we want it to be. And we won't know unless we don't go and explore it. She's not just made for staying in one place. She was made to go out and explore. She was called to something more than what the, the community wanted her to be. Now, some of that community saw that. But it was somebody else's fear holding her back. And she wanted, she wanted to respect her dad's wishes. And she tried. She tried hard. But there was still that undeniable call. That gut feeling, that heart-wrenching, I need to go do this. Because if I don't find this out, I'm always going to wonder. And I'm always going to be unsatisfied, right? Some of us know that feeling more than anything. Moana's a great one. And that's a freaking Disney movie, guys. That's why you make your children watch Disney. Well, what Disney is becoming, at least. Because we're not all made for just princes kissing us to wake us up from this slumber. Or uh, Prince Charming to come rescue us. Yeah, sure, that'd be nice. But that's not reality. We're made for more. We're made for the unknown. The last movie that I have, I guess. Um, I mean, I've got... I can name so many others as well. But I've got... Stick It. <laughs> Sounds a little strange. But bear with me. Stick It. My, my absolute, absolute favorite... Favorite actress... Missy Peregrim. She plays in Stick It. 
she plays this teenage rebel, this delinquent, who, her parents are divorced. It was a messy divorce. She was this all-star gymnastic, um, this essentially Olympian gymnastics athlete. Um, And when the divorce happened, her world just comes crumbling down, right? And she's like, okay, screw it. I'm not going to do gymnastics anymore. I don't care. That's the thing that ruined my life. And then she gets in trouble. And she gets sent to this gymnastics academy instead of Texas Military Academy. Which is fair. She chose Texas Military Academy and the judge said, okay, yeah, you're going to go to VGA. Vickerman Gymnastics Academy. Jeff Bridges, by the way. And we all love a good Jeff Bridges movie, right? If you don't, you're wrong. Think again. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. To each their own. Um, but stick it. <laughs> so she's this teenage delinquent. And she goes and she refuses. She drags her heels so hard. And finally he's like, you know what? You want out of this so bad. Why don't you just win the purse and then pay the court back and get out because I don't want you here you don't want to be here nobody else wants you here just get out essentially but he also at the same time pushes her for more he pushes her to be greater he knows she can be this thing that she used to love that has been tainted by this awful thing that she shouldn't have had to deal with she shouldn't have had to be pulled in between her parents and all these things it was more than just that he ended up finding out that the coach of her old team was the reason her parents got divorced because her mom had an affair with him spoiler alert i should have said that sooner and so yeah Why would she want to be involved with anything that has to be a reminder of that? But this coach, Jeff Bridges, not the coach her mom has an affair with previous to the movie, just so you know, he pushes her to be great again. He reminds her to fall in love with the sport again. And I don't know about you, but that was one of the sports that my family and I used to watch Every time the Olympics came around, Sean Johnson was incredible. Is incredible. Oh, Nastia Lukin, who is actually in this movie too. I mean, it's great. But sometimes the things that we love the most can be tainted, right? Things we love doing. Something can happen that destroys our love for it. And sometimes we need that reminder, that push to do it again, whatever it is. We all have a lot of different talents that quite often we suppress. One, because we just don't have the energy after work to pursue it. Our, we don't have the energy at the end of the day because... Maybe we've been raising kids all day and we're just like, I need a break. I need to go, I don't know, have a glass of wine, have a nap, whatever. And that's fair. Sometimes our talents lie in our jobs and we get burnt out with the job. 
Sometimes our talents lie in being a parent. And we can have our burnout moments too with that. And it's not because we don't love our job, not because we don't love our kids, not because we don't love whatever it is. It's just because there's burnout. There's everything in this world is just go, go, go. It is fast paced, instant, and we don't slow down enough to appreciate those things. And then we've also got the added pressure of somebody telling us we're not good enough, whether that's ourselves or somebody else. Sometimes there's abuse. Sometimes there's, well, any kind of abuse, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, you name it. Whether it's from somebody else or from our own selves. And so sometimes we just need that reminder that we are great. We are a B.A. Baracus. That's what we say in our family. Because you know what BA stands for. Sometimes you just need that reminder, right? Sometimes you need to remember that you are made for the unknown. You are good enough. <laughs> as in the words of the help, you is kind, you is smart, and you is important. You truly are. And sometimes we all just need that reminder. So anyway, moving on a little bit further, because we're not done yet. Another one. Oh, I said stick it was my last one, didn't I? I've, I've been going out of order of my list. So the next and final movie that I'm going to list, and will lead into another section of this podcast. Legally Blonde. I'm not kidding. It may sound ridiculous. We all know Legally Blonde, right? This blonde girl who everybody thinks is brainless like oh my gosh like really no even in the movie at one point she says people don't think of me as more than just a piece of meat and so she goes and she proves them wrong it starts out we all know the story starts out with her getting broken up by this guy that she thinks is the love of her life and she she's like okay so what he needs is a girl that goes to law school. So what does she do? She studies as hard as she possibly can for the LSATs. Passes them. A girl who's a fashion design major. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But it's also very here and there. <laughs> so anyway, so she passes the LSATs. Gets into Harvard. And then at the first harvard party she realizes he's never gonna think of her as enough she's like well i'll prove him wrong and what does she do she proves all of them wrong including the nasty girl he he was engaged to and they end up becoming friends of course because that's just how we girls do it right right anyway so She's constantly thought of by everybody, including her own parents, that she is brainless. She's not made for anything other than just wearing bikinis and sipping drinks by the pool, like what her mom does, essentially. A trophy wife, I guess. 
Which, there's nothing really wrong with being a trophy wife. But do you know what I'm getting at? She, she feels like she's made for more. Once he says, you're not. She's like, well, I'll prove you wrong. And sometimes, if you're like me, you need that. Someone to say, you're not. And then it's like, oh, <laughs> sorry, I thought you said something else because I am. I am worth it. I am intelligent. And I will prove you wrong. And she does. She wins. <laughs> she wins that case. Now, it is a little bit ridiculous, right? The movie. But it's not about the ridiculousness. It's about the point the movie is making. Now, sometimes we just want to go to a movie and just escape reality and not think of any point that a movie is making. Sometimes we just want to go watch a good movie, a feel-good movie. Or, one of my personal favorites, Expendables. That does not actually have a plot beyond how many explosions can we get into this movie. I still have not seen the fourth one and I am dying to see it. I need to go see that. Oh well, I guess rent it by this point. But anyway, my point is, sometimes we want that. But sometimes we also need the sustenance. And while Legally Blonde may seem ridiculous, Moana may seem like a children's movie, whatever it is, sometimes they have a much deeper meaning. One, that we realized before we were getting into it. Or two, that's what we were looking for and we wanted to go see it. And Reese Witherspoon, let's be real, she's, she's great at doing those with her movies. So, several years ago, mm, I guess it's been 12 years ago now, we're in 2014. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're in 2014, guys, I just graduated high school. No, we're in 2024. I don't know what year it is, but that's what happens at the beginning of the year, right? Anyway. Reese Witherspoon started her own production company called Hello Sunshine. I believe it was 2011 that she, that she started it. So she starts it to bring sustenance to movies, to female characters, to underappreciated people in Hollywood. And not just in Hollywood, but sometimes you want to see yourself on that screen, right? Sometimes you want to see a white woman, a black woman, a Latina woman, whatever race. Sometimes you want to see somebody who has prosthetics. Sometimes you want to see a wide variety of characters, of actors that are bringing characters to life. You don't want to just see the same character up there over and over and over again. Yeah. Unless you're like me who gets fixations on movies or shows and rewatches them a thousand times within a few weeks to a month or so. Which is truly an issue I have. <laughs> um, but still, I mean, Reese Witherspoon is a champion for the underappreciated, overlooked people in Hollywood and really across the world. She brings those actors in and it helps create new stories that we haven't seen before. The girls who, the dumb girls who just go, what are we going to do, Ken? Sorry, I shouldn't say that because that's, there is that Barbie movie out, which no, I have not seen. 
But you you kind of know what I mean by that, right? It's it's this character of just this dumb character who needs saving from a man. Okay, so Cinderella. We all love a good Cinderella story. Apparently, because we've made thousands of them over and over again. Just different variations, which honestly, I don't understand why we keep writing the same story over and over and over again. We, we want something new, people. We don't just want extensions to movies. We don't want just the same one redone over and over again. I don't want a live action of Disney movies that were made 10, 20 years ago. I've seen it. I was born when it came out. I'm okay. I'm okay. You get the idea. Anyway, wreath, wreath. Reese Witherspoon is a great champion for underappreciated and overlooked people, characters in life. And she brings that to the screen. And I love that. I am loving seeing some of the things that she's producing. And she's just a great actress. She knows what she wants. She goes after it. And she brings it to life. Which is honestly what we should be doing in our everyday life, right? We know what we want. So we should go after it. And bring it to life. We shouldn't just be sitting around wishing for it to happen. And quite honestly, I am speaking to myself here. But maybe I'm speaking to you too. Because sometimes, like I said at the very beginning, we need that reminder. And I've said it in the middle. And here at the end, I guess. Sometimes we need that reminder that we are great. And we can bring it to life. Whatever it is we want to. Now, guys listening to this, I do realize these are all female lead movies. Um, Some of them are movies that they don't really need a guy's help at all. So, I get that. Um, This may seem a little... mm, You may feel left out, and I do apologize for that. That's not always how this is going to be. I am a very big action person myself. I enjoy explosions. I My favorite movies are Mission Impossible, Die Hard, Born. I already said The Expendables I really enjoy. So, I am very f- much for all types of movies. Minus rom-coms. I do not really care for rom-coms. They make me cry and I don't like crying. So, don't feel left out terribly because we will get two more action-filled movies and things that might make you feel a little more inclusive or like all of this is more inclusive um but we gotta start somewhere right so this is where we started movies that help remind us rise up show them that you're not somebody to be underappreciated show them that you are great and if they don't recognize it then they don't recognize it but that's on them that's not on you just remember who you are. And remember that you're made for the unknown. So go and find it. I do want to say a quick apology to those who prefer to watch um, podcasts. I unfortunately am not very tech savvy, it turns out. And I don't know how to be able to get those two things to go out at the same time. So eventually I will figure that out. And you will be able to watch the podcast as well. And see my ridiculous hand motions and eye rolls. (laughs) And this week, while you're waiting for the next podcast, 
uh, go follow us on Instagram, Going With The Float Podcast, where you can get updates and see my dog camper. (laughs) Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We will be back next week for another episode of Going With The Float. So, grab your favorite root beer this week, grab some ice cream, and grab your favorite fuzzy blanket because I am all about fuzzy blankets. My dad asked me the other day, how many do you have? And I started counting. And I've got somewhere around like 18 maybe. (laughs) So grab your favorite fuzzy blanket, your favorite root beer, some ice cream, and let's go with the float.